today we're going to talk some WWE releases. Probably go about 45 minutes, hour, something like that. So as always, Super Chats, donations. We'll prioritize what you want to talk about. If you have thoughts on the releases, especially if you have any, any kind of thoughts in general, the uh, donation link is in the description below. And then, of course, you can Super Chat right here through YouTube. But I'm here, of course, with Jesse Davin, who is live from the hospital. Uh, <laughs> Jesse, if y'all want to let everyone kind of know what's going on. We caught up a little bit beforehand, but uh, to let the, yeah. the viewers kind of know what's going on. Sure. Well, thank you, Stephen, for joining us with me on short notice. Just a heads up, if I do, if a doctor comes in or a nurse comes in, I will have to, like, mute myself. So um, if it's, like, a sudden, I'll be back. It's just the doctors have to talk to me or whatever. Um so basically on Tuesday, I had some really bad abdominal pain, and I thought it was just indigestion, and I went to go pick up my daughter from school, and all the sweet, amazing neighbors that I have were like, no, you need to go home right now. We will get your daughter. You need to go. They watched my youngest while I went to the ER, and I'm in the ER, and I'm like, they're just going to tell me I need to fart. They're just going to tell me I have gas. Everything's going to be fine. Like It's going to be super embarrassing. And then the doctor comes back, and he says I have something called, like pneumatosis like gastral pneumatosis so like you know like in pneumonia how there's like fluid and air in your lungs where there shouldn't be there yeah there's fluid not fluid but there's um air in my intestinal wall that should not be there and it can be a sign of um some really bad bowel problems they don't know how it got there it's really serious um if the gas i guess you could call it if the air in there continues to get worse, um, uh, it could perforate and I could die. There's a 50% chance that I could die. So they've what they've got me on right now is this IV antibiotic that should hopefully help the, eat away at the bacteria that could potentially be causing this because they don't really know what's causing this. Um, if that doesn't work, then they may have to do surgery to remove my colon because it clearly means that my colon is like i have dead colon so we're really hoping that these antibiotics work and so it's long and steady so that's why i'm here long story short just trying to get better and not die <laughs> yeah i mean that's scary stuff i mean we're all thinking about you i know the wrestling community everyone on twitter i have been so sweet and i didn't i didn't know how bad it was until like I think after everyone, because I, I knew you were in the hospital and we had talked a little bit and then like, I just got really busy for like a day or two. And then like the next thing I knew, I was like, you're still there. And I went through your Twitter and I was like, oh geez, like this is actually like way worse than, than like the last time we talked. So yeah, it, it's, it's interesting. They're very concerned. So, well, at least we can talk about wrestling for a little while, right? have a little bit of fun. We all hate that that's happening for you. And obviously, we want you to get better. So, thank you. Yeah, cruddy situation. Yeah, but we're here. We're now, and we can still function. So. Yes, and Jesse's the one who hit me up, by the way, for y'all. Uh, like, I, 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 yes, I told I was her. Like, can we go live? I'm sitting <laughs> at the fucking hospital all day. I'm bored out of my damn mind. Yeah, like I told her, I was like, I don't want you to feel any pressure to like you got to do this while you're you know trying to get better and everything. And she like, she really wanted to come on talk. I mean, it sounds like she's pretty bored over there. So. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward yep. to at least talking talking a little WWE uh, releases, even though that's a kind of a cruddy subject as well. But like, it's a cruddy subject. But you know, <laughs> I think we can kind of turn it into like something hopeful and like because I feel like the only good thing about this is these people have bright futures pretty much everywhere. 
Exactly. There's a lot of silver linings here, similar to the Ring of Honor situation where, like, yeah. you know, obviously, I hate seeing people that, you know, were, you know, planning and expecting to be getting, you know, regular paychecks and they have families and all this stuff. And I, I totally, I feel bad about all that for, you know, obviously. But a lot of them are going to wind up in, like, way better situations, like, within wrestling after leaving Ring of Honor. So there's a lot the a lot of good that will come from that, but it is a it's a cruddy situation. Um, yeah, we did have a super chat right off the bat. Awesome, Deshaun, thank you so much. You're helping for, towards my expensive hospital bills. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Deshaun, yes, once again, thank you. Said Keith Lee clawed his way to Raw, then Vince put out a net, caught and released him. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, that was the one I was most upset about. Yeah, mainly I'm I'm assuming because his like his health issues that he overcame to come back and everything, huh? Yeah, because if I, and it felt like they were repackaging him with this Bearcat name, like it felt like they were doing stuff with him, and it's just it all started when they changed his music. I feel like that was like the big thing that started it going downhill. You know, they changed his uh intro music and. They just squashed him, and it was just so unfortunate that he's injured for a while, and he comes back, and everyone's excited about it, and now he's gone. And it's, like, frustrating. Yeah. De- yeah, definitely frustrating. I can-, I can only imagine what is, like, going through the minds of a lot of these wrestlers. Like A lot of the wrestlers that aren't being used? Can you imagine? Well, even the ones that are, like, um, the ones that have just been released, like, that, you know, because I know a lot of them have a lot of thoughts on the company, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of really interesting, like, Talk is Jericho podcasts and stuff coming up with... <clears throat> I mean, because I want to hear what Keith Lee has to say. I remember him tweeting uh, pretty recently talking about, you know, whenever he releases a book or something, like, it's going to be... The stories he's got from his time in the WWE, it's, like... It's, uh... Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be some tea. Yes, a lot of tea. Absolutely. Um... So, yeah, I guess we just kind of go down the list here. Uh, we made, Yeah, let's go down the list. Let's, let's see what we got. This is courtesy of Fightful.com. Um, a lot of these, a lot of this news was broken by Sean Ross Sapp. Um, Good guy, Sean. Yep, Sean. He's got to be the one to do it. Someone's got to do it. Um, Unfortunately. And then there was also, you know, a lot of news that came out of, uh, like, from PWI and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I want to give credit where it's due. Sean and PWI were the majority of what I was seeing. I think uh, Wrestling Observer, uh, Brian Alvarez, those kind, of, those guys were also uh, putting stuff out there around the same time. But I am reading these uh, via Fightful.com. We had Scarlet, uh, also known... I'm going to read just read what they have about each person here. Also known as Scarlet Bardot, signed with WWE in November 2019, was aligned with Karrion Cross and NXT... But not, but did not manage him as he moved to the main roster. So this one, everyone was really confused. Like, why is she not with Carrying Cross right. to begin with? And then it right. turns out that they just had no plans at all for her. I guess. Which makes zero sense. It was like you had plans for her. Don't lie. There were plans written out for her in plain English, in being on Carrying Cross's side, and they didn't do it. They just. They tried to repackage Karrion Cross as like this kinky fetish warrior, and she's—I mean, she would have done well with that because she dresses in like all latex anyway. That could have worked. She was a part of his gimmick. 
She was a huge part of his gimmick. She was a part of his entrance. My God, she took over the entrance. And for him to just walk out there and keep losing, it was embarrassing. It was stupid. And Karrion Cross, we were talking about, seems like one of those guys that's got the WWE body, got the WWE look. He's huge. He's muscular. And ever since he had that shoulder injury, I feel like it's just been downhill for, from there. Yeah, we'll talk more about Karrion Cross in a second. Like, Scarlett, you know, that was... It's like, a lot of these I wasn't... I mean, some of these I was surprised by, some of these releases, but some of them I was like... Like, when I saw Scarlett, I was like, well, I mean, they weren't doing anything with her, so I don't know... No, they weren't. It's like... But like you said, it was very, like... She was a big part of why Carrying Cross, like... I shouldn't say she's the main reason, like, why he was as over as he was in NXT, because, like, a lot of that was on Carrying, but she added a lot to his presentation, and when they just took him or took her from him, uh, it just didn't really make any sense at all. So um, she'll it'll be interesting to see her on the indies going forward. She's already kind of got some stuff brewing. Um, yeah, I saw that she's like already got her booking stuff out and everything. Yeah, so she'll I mean she'll definitely catch on. I'm, I'm pretty much everyone we're talking about everybody catch on yeah. elsewhere. Um, yeah. Got a super chat from Kogan. Thank you very much, Kogan. Thank you so much, Kogan. Says, I keep thinking of PS Power's disposable talent theory. They don't want big stars anymore, fearing they'll leave a la Lesnar in 2004. So they have flashes in the pan who are mo- momentary stars, get devalued, then they're gone. So, um. Oh, he said <clears throat> another one. It says, Also get well soon, Jesse. Hoping for the best. I hope these super chats help. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I'm going to have to be in the hospital for at least a week because it's antibiotic so that really does help so thank you yeah yeah thank thank you very much kogan and this is obviously helping out jesse a ton right now um so what kogan's referencing ps power he's a og yeah hmm? explain that to me he's an og youtuber uh but he's been, that guy's been around since literally like the beginning of what you call the ywc the, the youtube wrestling community Ooh. And he, uh, but he's very, uh, he's, he's a polarizing guy. Uh, he still makes videos occasionally. I like him a lot personally, but he's like very, he's very anti a lot of the stuff that I like, but like, I just like hearing his opinion on stuff. I think he's very entertaining in the way that he gives his opinion. Um, is he the guy that w- went on a rant about John Cena? I mean, that would have happened a trillion times in the early 2000s. Yeah. I'm not sure. I used to watch this guy who used to rant about John Cena all the time. It was so funny. I was just <laughs> thinking about him. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm i sure. Uh, but with, with PS Power, his kind of thing is like he's used the same microphone. Like to this day, he uses like the same mic and camera that he did back in like 2006 and stuff. Oh my God. It's the exact same. It's really funny. Like it's funny because it's oh like, my his God, brand. it's like, a, it's like high school. Oh, did you look up his channel? Yeah, yeah, it's like when I used to go to high school and record mm-hmm. from my MacBook and take all those photo booth pictures. He wears that, that TNA X, uh, Destination X shirt. And the and hair, the emo like, hair. Yeah. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So, it's like... but, but what, but he's, so PS Power, shout out to that guy. I mean, like, I, I, it's funny because he's from the same era of, of Bill and Doug, and I do that show with Doug. Um, <laughs> so it's funny how that's worked out. Um, but, but basically what, what the question is about with Kogan or what he's talking about, I do agree with, uh, to a, to a pretty large degree because, um, 
like, I mean, I've been saying that for, for a long time. They're very... The WWE, they're trying to the walk this really weird line of trying to make people, like, quote-unquote superstars, but, like, they don't want the superstars getting bigger than the brand. Because yeah. then the brand, then they leave. So, that's kind of what he's getting at. Like, I, I think that... I don't know how many of these particular releases... I would lump into that Kogan because like, I don't think that there's some, there's some people on this list that were definitely, but could have been potentially big stars, but there aren't, but, but then there are, you know, those like Bray Wyatt and stuff from like that have recently been released. that like, I would put in that kind of category that like, they could have made much, much bigger stars. Like they could have been the biggest star in the company, potentially someone like Bray Wyatt. And they just kept uh, shutting it down. Uh, because yeah, it almost feels like, from what I understand, from what's happening, it's like WWE would rather, instead of risking risking it all on getting another big star like a John Cena or a Rock or a Stone Cold Steve Austin, because that doesn't always work out. You know, they, they try and push someone and it doesn't work. Instead of doing that and putting all of their eggs in one basket, they put their eggs in many baskets, but then throw the ones away that don't work. You know what I mean? That's like, okay, thank you. This egg got me one meal cool thank you this one got me two meals thank you instead of like trying to cook the whole feast you know they're cooking one meal at a time i know it's a stupid analogy but like no i know what you're saying though yeah you know it's like they'd rather make the money they can out of the stars that they have there than risk not making any money on a star that they think will be successful and then be sol you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, there's that going on. And there's also, like, it's it's strange because wrestlers, some of the wrestlers will wind up getting themselves really over. And then the WWE will almost, like, punish them because they're getting more over than they wanted to them to be. So, like, yeah. like Matt Cardona is a great example, or Rusev. Those kind of wrestlers that, like, the WWE didn't plan their pushes themselves. And then when the fans started demanding it because, like, they had gotten themselves so over, then they, like, would make them out to be just complete jokes. Like, it, it's, that's a whole other conversation, but Kogan, I do, like, I do agree with, with that line of thinking, though. Like, I think they are terrified of the idea of, because they're, they're, we talked about it plenty, but they're in this spot right now where they're only, they're only outlier, because you can't say John, John Cena is there so, uh, like so sparingly now that like you can't really consider him as like a part of like the product right now so it's really only roman reigns and roman is is like roman versus john cena as far as like star power especially in the mainstream john cena is way up here and roman's way down here i mean yeah it's not even close um so I don't think the WWE is really that concerned with Roman because he I don't think he's even like sniffing like that type of air yet, but he's the only one who like could potentially ever sniff that air in the WWE right now. But Yeah, that's the only one I can think of. Or um you know who I think could also do it is Alexa Bliss. Yeah, I mean she may well once again that's like hypothetical though. Like she's still so much lower than Roman as far as like I mean not as a wrestler, I mean outside of the WWE. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I'm just saying yeah. like that's if you asked a, a random person oh, on the yeah, street who sure. watches no right gonna now, no one's gonna know who Reigns is. They, they yeah, might. Yeah. There's a chance they might know Roman. They're all gonna know who John Cena is, they're all gonna know who Hulk Hogan, The Rock, Steve Austin, all those guys are. But like Oh my gosh. 
speaking of people knowing stars, funny story from Halloween. So it was Halloween and I was sitting out, passing out candy and stuff like that. And I saw a kid and I was like, I squinted. I go, oh my God, he's dressed up as the fiend. So this kid was dressed up as a fiend. So I run inside and get my fiend jacket. And he finally makes his way to my house. And I said, let me in. And he goes, you know who I am? His eyes lit up, Stephen. He was like, you watch WWE? And I was like, oh, yeah, man. And I showed him my jacket. And I was like, I really love that character. You look awesome. He was like, thank you. And he was like, mom, dad, she knows who I am. She gets it. That's awesome. It was so cute. Did, did he know the fiends but never that coming back? You, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to. I know. I'm just saying. That, you know I mean? No, I know. I'm just saying, like, that just proves it. Like, he had all these fans, and like, he's not there anymore. So I know. And I felt so bad, but he was so excited that I knew who he was because I guess nobody knew what the hell he was. Yeah. No, that's awesome. That really is awesome. It's 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 like we. It's kind of weird with that kind of stuff. Like I saw. Like, I saw Bronson Reed's first WWE Elite figure just came out the other day. And I was like, this guy's not even in the company anymore. Like, <laughs> so like all these people go out and buy his figure. They're probably like, yeah, I love Bronson Reed. It's like, oh, but I don't, like, he's not there anymore. It's like, it's so, right? it's weird. But that that is super cool that, like, you made some kids whole night that, like, you knew who he was. Because his oh, parents yeah. probably don't even care about wrestling. And, like, you know what I well, mean? Well, nobody knows who it is because nobody watches wrestling anymore, you know? Yeah. Very true. Very sad. Very true. Um, but yeah, so great super chat, Kogan. Um, moving on. Frankie Monet, the former Taya. She just got there. Yeah, she just got there. Uh, so, uh, so did a handful of some of these other wrestlers, like Blake Christian, uh, who I have a lot of thoughts on. So we have uh, Frankie Monet. Frankie Monet. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. I never saw her in NXT. Monet, I'm guessing. It's Taya Valkyrie, isn't it? Yes. But I don't know how what her how her name was pronounced on WWE because I never watched I the show. I don't either. Um, but I think it was Frankie Monet. But the former Taya Valkyrie, who it doesn't say it here, but she was like the longest. I think she was the longest reigning TNA Impact's uh, Knockouts Champion they ever had. So she was like a, a pretty big deal in TNA. Wow. Um, signed with WWE in February 2001. Doesn't mention it here, but she is the uh, the uh, wife of John Morrison as well. Yes. Uh, debuted in NXT in April. Challenged for the NXT Women's Championship on September 28th. Last wrestled on October 4th. So she was in the company for April, May, June, July, August, September, October. So about half a year. Um, yeah, that's... Uh, that's that's an interesting one, especially because once again, like she's married to a guy who's there. Like I'm sure that doesn't make him very happy, you know. Yeah, I mean, like I'm sure that doesn't make him very happy. And it seems like she was doing good with the gimmick that she had. You know, it seemed like she was going somewhere. That's what's so shocking about a lot of these, is they seem like they're. I think what makes this round of releases so shocking is the the way in which these. People that were some of them were being released. And you're like, oh yeah, I haven't seen them in a long time. Makes sense, blah blah blah. Like Jesse Kamea or Frankie, I guess not or Scarlet. You're like, okay, well whatever. But you have like you know the other ones that we'll talk about who are in the middle of storylines and like uh, Fred, Frankie Monet who's in the middle of a storyline, like and seemingly getting pushed or pushed to the main roster. It's just very sudden and strange, and it like freaks me out. Yeah, I mean, 
and that and that's the thing. Like you'd think that that Frankie Monet would be kind of like exactly what the WWE was looking for, like a character, like someone with like a different type of gimmick, uh, someone who has wrestling experience, like that is like TV ready, has has worked on like on a TV show, like in, in TNA for years. So like she she's knows how to you know work on on television for wrestling. So uh, like, my Ivy machine's beeping. Hold on. <laughs> <it's okay. laughs> um. So yeah. And that's the thing with it being so short. I I heard that um, I heard someone talking about how I think John Morrison was actually like overseas somewhere or like out of the country, and like he found out about this like through Twitter or through the internet. And it's like that's got to be a weird feeling to find out your wife is no longer in the same company as you, and you read it on Twitter because like you're like traveling. You didn't even that would know. be a terrible way to find out. Yeah, I don't know if it's true. Like I said, but like that's I think that I saw some people talking about that. So honestly, this one was was surprising. Like I said, for quite a few reasons. Like she had just got there. She has TV experience. She's solid in the ring. I, I they just. I don't know. I don't know what they... They just probably didn't see what they wanted to out of her for whatever. You know what it probably was, to be completely honest? And, th- and this... What do you think it was? And then this, this goes... This goes for most of the people on this list. Vince just wasn't into it. I mean, it's probably that simple. Like, they... Because these are people that... A lot of them, they got pushes on NXT. And, like, were clearly figured into the plans for NXT. But then, once they were, like... In front of Vince, it seems like that's what the, where the issues start. So yeah, once they like rebranded NXT, I feel like he's rebrand. It feels like they're not only rebranding NXT, but they're like rebranding and restructuring the whole company. Yeah, yeah, and that also comes down a lot to Nick Khan and stuff. And Triple H doesn't have like any power anymore, like he used to. Like that's going to be a real interesting thing to keep that an eye on. That is insane to me. Yeah, I think he'll be all elite within the next like four years. Um, Dude, and when it happens, it will be insane. Yeah, because I mean, and this is off topic, but like the WWE is going to sell. Like I have no doubt in my mind that they're going to be selling, and it's going to come. It'll happen within the next year, or at the latest, within the next two years. I saw. I've seen this before in wrestling. I've seen it before in mixed martial arts. I've seen it before in business in general. Like these are. This is it is clear as day to me. And it'll wind up being a, a children's a, a property that deals a lot with children's programming. It'll be a Disney or a Nickelodeon or like yeah. Viacom, um. something like that. Like, um, but yeah, I mean that is a lot of it, Jesse. Like you were saying, it's you know they've they've rebranded NXT, but now basically what they're doing before what they were doing with NXT was trying to make it like a super indie, like what kind of like a Ring of yeah. Honor used to be and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but now it's really. Vince starting to kind of like groom his next generation of talent the way he wants them because what had been happening for years is they do great in NXT based on how Triple H handles them and then Triple H, you know, they they have to be sent to Raw or SmackDown. Vince gets a hold of them and then just starts changing stuff about them because he wants them a certain way. So they're like, "Why, why even go through that process? We'll just hire them. And then Vince, from the start, will start molding them how he wants them so that they have a better chance to succeed on Raw or SmackDown. It's kind of, but a lot of the people on like this list were caught in the in-between. They were the people that were signed by Triple H in the original NXT, a lot of them, and now they just don't really have a place in Vince's vision for NXT or for Raw or SmackDown, so they're just being released. Yeah. 
Oops. Yep. Hold on, someone's in here. <laughs> um. Next one we got, and thank you. For, I'm, I'm paying attention to the chat also, y'all. I'm trying to keep up with what y'all are saying, but um. Let's see. When um. So, did we talk about Ember Moon yet? No, she was the next one on the list. Okay, yeah. She's definitely one of the ones that I think was definitely the old NXT, and she's a rebrand sacrifice. Like, you know what I mean? Yep. I love her character. I love her talent. I think she's incredible. I thought her going down, back down to NXT would be good for her, but maybe she just should have stayed on the main roster. I think she was doing just fine on the main roster, and she would have done just fine on the main roster. Yeah. Yeah, she was... She's a head scratcher for me because right. like, she's she has a great look. Thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> Hospital. Um she has a she has a great look. She's over her she has like the best finisher in wrestling. Like I yeah. it's like she has a lot to offer. She has really, really good matches. Like it doesn't make any sense to me. That's one that like she she would be an asset on NXT, like any version of NXT or Raw or SmackDown. It's it, it doesn't make any sense to me, uh, where why she's where she's at now. Um, and it says here, signed with WWE in two thousand fifteen, September of two thousand fifteen, former NXT, former NXT Women's Champion and NXT Women's Tag Team Champion. Last wrestled October fifth, losing to Mandy Rose. She'll be one that I guarantee signs with AEW when her not when her not. Yeah, you think up. so? Yeah, I have no doubt in my mind. She'll for one hundred. She of everyone on this list, she's the one of the most confident lineup in AEW. Really? Because uh, Kenny says Ember gonna do some shine Ember indie stuff. So who said that? Uh, Kenny the bastard. Uh huh. Going to do shine. Yeah, you you could do all that stuff and still wrestle for AEW. Oh, okay. Yeah. A- yes, that's true. Yeah, AEW, like, they're actually independent contractors there. Like, that's that's the thing. Like, I mean, John Moxley, I mean, you know, obviously, he's doing what he's doing right oh, now. Oh, man, yeah. But John Moxley was popping up in random indies un- unannounced recently, like, doing in front of, pe- of a couple hundred people. Like, I mean, that's, like, one of their biggest stars. Like, AEW's, they're cool with you working outside the company. Um, so, um and then also like these companies like Shimmer, the stuff on the Indies, they're not going to be. There's those aren't actual TV companies, so like they, that's not an issue. I could see her maybe doing some stuff with Impact potentially, but you can once again you can be under AW contract, Forbidden Door, do stuff with Impact. Um, but yeah, I, I I have no doubt in my mind she'll go to Impact unless she doesn't want to for some reason. But I don't know why why she wouldn't want to. Um, Oni Lorcan, we got signed with WWE September 2015. Former NXT Tag Team Champion. Last wrestled December 28th on NXT, losing to Zion Quinn. Um, Oni Lorcan, the former Biff Busick. I'm, I'm assuming that's probably what he'll call himself again on the indies. Yeah. Incredibly solid in-ring wrestler. Um, he'll be an interesting one because he can really fit it anywhere. Like, I, I could see AEW giving him a chance like they've given guys yeah. like Bobby Fish and stuff. But I could also totally see Oni Lorcan just going and doing an indie run or GCW or whatever, and like he's gonna. That's do... what I was thinking. I think GCW would be a good fit. Yeah, yeah, um, and that's something else we have to consider too. Some of these wrestlers are gonna have thirty day non compete. Some are gonna have ninety day. So like some are gonna be able to pop up earlier than others. I'm assuming yep. Lorcan's a thirty day. Um, and Trey Baxter, who we'll get to, he's already announced for GCW next month. He was a thirty day. He's already taking GCW bookings. So I'm assuming if Oni Lorcan's going to be going to GCW also, we'll probably hear about it really, really soon. 
Um, mm-hmm. But he's another one. He'd be great at Impact. He'd be great in New Japan. He'll 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 he's incredibly solid in the ring. He'll get booked. Like uh, Jordan Laster says, he'll get booked instantly. I completely agree. Yeah, I think a lot of but the thing about a lot of these, except for one that pops out of my head, these will not have problems getting bookings in the indies. But it doesn't take away the scariness of the consistency of the money that you would get with a big company like WWE. Oh yeah, of course. But then, I mean, some of these like there's there's one name in particular when we get to. Him. I know like I know like Grand Metal Leak like asked for his release. Like he yeah. And then there could have been more than that. I've also heard that some of these had to do with people who refused to get vaccinated. Like there were some people. Yeah, that, which I don't want to go into well, because I don't it's either. like yeah. I don't. We don't know who. Yeah, I'm, and you know. Well, I'm just saying. The reason I probably said yeah, but it is interesting. It's very interesting because I know that there are a lot of other wrestlers who are, were openly anti-vax who did not lose their jobs. So. Yeah, and I should have prefaced the whole thing by bringing that up because some of these, like, that I'm sitting here going, like, why would they ever get rid of this person? Like, maybe it had to do with stuff that didn't have to do with the talent. Like, maybe it had to do with vaccinations. Maybe it had to do with creative. Maybe it had to do with, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of reasons beyond just, like, you know, you know, the talent's there, but maybe there was something going on behind the scenes and that's why they were released. Like, I don't, I don't know that stuff. And I don't want to speculate on anyone in particular for any of that but but like you were saying that's like there there is more that may go that may go into some of these um that we just don't know about um bfab signed with wwe in august 2019 this baffles me i don't know anything about her i don't know she's with hit row which just got called up i think she just signed a new contract like a week ago or something like ridiculous gets called up is part of a group and part of an upcoming group which means you really need to keep that group together to get them over and now she's gone and she was a really good part of that group she was like the only female i think wasn't she i mean i once i'm not the right person to ask about the current WWE product but i i I know that like it's what swerve top dollar and uh i think ashanti the adonis is that group and then her yeah yeah so i was like um this makes no sense why would they do that? I feel so bad for her because it's like you get caught up and then it's like, oh, guess what? You're getting fired. Like the ultimate burn. Yeah. Like, I just don't understand what the hell they're doing. We did get a super uh, donation from the other one. Yeah. Yeah. I just saw it come through. Okay, cool. Um, I can read it. I can go ahead and read it now. Marty D 29. Yeah. Thank you very much says big hello from Missouri versus Georgia game dogs up 33 to three get well Jesse oh thank you I've got that on here right now because I don't get Fox so I can't get the Buckeye game it sucks but yeah go down <laughs> yes I, I guess I got I like I'm like I gotta kind of be from a Georgia you dog. have to like them yeah I guess it's actually more fun to watch all of them get really upset when they don't win like that's kind of funny because yeah, all my funny. friends are that's... like massive dog fans so that's so funny um but yeah, when it comes to BFAB, and thank you very much again, Marty. Um, BFAB, I once again, I just don't know a lot about her. Like, I do feel bad from the from the perspective that of what you just said. You know, you probably get really excited. Like, I mean, like you get you're on SmackDown now or Raw, whatever, whichever show, and you know, the rest of them mm-hmm. are still there, and you got fired. Right. Like, it makes. It doesn't. It's not a good look. Yeah, it is. And now, I mean, they've done that kind of stuff before, though. It isn't really that like super surprising, like considering 
Like, they didn't, like, go of Nikki Cross. She's actually the only one who's left from Sanity, actually, in the company. Yeah. But when they brought up Sanity initially, they didn't bring her. And everyone was like, why would you do that? Like, um, stuff like that. But, yeah, I just, I don't know anything about VFAB in the ring, if she's any good at I have I just have no idea. But, it, see, people did seem to be pretty upset that she was released. And I think... She must be really good on the microphone. I, she must be a pretty good part of that, like overall act for the group. Because I did see a lot of people that were pretty upset that she was that she was gone. So yeah, there are a lot of people who were really upset. So yeah, she majorly had an impact on people. Um, Jesse Kamea. I'm trying to think of when I saw her last. She might have been on 205 Live recently. I can't remember. Signed with WWE. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen her wrestle. Yeah, signed with WWE 2017. Last wrestled August 24th on NXT Losing to Raquel Gonzalez. Um, I just can't really speak a whole lot to it. I, I didn't get to see a lot of her, so I, I, I don't know. I just don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Still sucks, but. Yeah, of course. I mean, someone losing their job. Especially this is the same day that they reported that they made, like, a profit of like 300,000. Right, that's what makes it work. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And that's the thing, if you're a WWE talent, you just have to know at this point, like, every time they do one of those quarterly calls, uh, roster cuts are coming. So, uh, Zyda Ramier, uh, Ramier, Ramier, I'm not sure, uh, signed with WWE in 2021, last wrestled June 20, June 1st, uh, losing to Zoe Stark. See, some of these are like, you know, she hadn't wrestled since June. The other one hadn't wrestled since August. Like, they must not have just... They. I'm assuming the WWE just didn't see enough progression. And they were just like, yeah. you know, like, hey, they're not ready to be on Raw or SmackDown. They don't fit in on NXT. We can only put them on 205 Live so many times. And that's the same thing with Trey Baxter here in a second. But, like, um, I just feel like they probably just didn't... They probably felt like there just wasn't a place for either of them. And I don't really know... I, I can't really say yeah, much more about it. Yeah, it feels like... Uh, and we, we had figured that a lot of the 205 Live talent was going to get cut. And I think that's kind of what's happening here, too. Like, a lot of the people... Yeah. Tim Lass says B, said BFAB had two matches in NXT, and they were arguably the worst matches of the year. See, I mean, if she was no good in the ring, like, I... You know... Then you have to be incredibly talented on the microphone. I mean, yeah. what, what she might have been like, and that's the thing. I mean, I think that's where most fans are coming from with her. But yeah, um, you know, that only gets you so far, too. I mean, I, it's just hard for me yeah. to talk about some of these wrestlers that I just haven't seen a lot of. Me too. Um, now Trey Baxter, this is someone I've seen wrestle a ton. So Trey Baxter, formerly Blake Christian, signed with WWE in October 2020. Last wrestled October 8th episode of 205 Live, losing to, losing to Grayson Waller. So, Blake Christian is one of the best in-ring wrestlers in the world, in my opinion, right now. He's gonna he's already announced for GCW next month. Like really, yeah, yay! Every every company is gonna be interested in him. We'll we'll be seeing yeah, him everywhere. Definitely. Yeah, incredibly talented. Um, and I talk about this on the, the Fightful Select Weekender podcast, new episode dropping tomorrow. I do this every Sunday. I do, I, I, I talk, um, 205 Live every week on there. That's the only, the only two WWE shows I watch are 205 Live and NXT UK. And... NXT UK is like the best one, isn't it? I mean, of... Once again, you keep asking, like, I don't know. I don't know how it is compared to like NXT Raw or SmackDown. I couldn't tell you. 
But you like you like uh, I do like NXT UK. Yeah, yeah. I I do think I think it's a show that's worth watching. Yes. Yeah. Um, They they have a lot of talent there. The stories make sense. The the payoffs for the matches are usually pretty done pretty well. Uh, Ilya Dragunov, I think, is a great champion. Uh, I'm terrified for Walter. Like I think he'll probably get. uh, Who knows what'll happen to him. uh, Tyler Bate, I think, is incredible. So, like, there's a lot of... Oh, yes. There's a lot of really good stuff on NXT UK. But uh, the point is that on 205... So, I follow 205 Live, and I say it every week that I review the show. I'd be terrified if I was booked on 205 Live, if I was under contract. Me with too. NXT because they're, they don't know what to do with you on NXT. They don't know what to do with you on Raw or SmackDown. So, they're just putting you on this show. And at this point, most of the matches aren't even contested between people under 205 pounds. It's just... No, they're not. It's Yeah. It's, silly. it's like Odyssey Jones, who's like 300 pounds, is like on 205 Live now and stuff. And, and uh, Josh Briggs and all these guys. It's like... So, when I kept seeing Blake Christian on there over and over, I was like, ugh, this isn't good. Because, once again, like it was the same exact trajectory that Ari Sterling and August Gray and all these other guys that got released by the WWE, the last round and the round before that, Kurt Stallion, a lot of these guys, it was the same exact trajectory where, like, they get this push on 205 Live, and then they kind of disappear for a second, and then they were gone. All within a, right. a, a half a year to a year total. I mean, Blake Christian's It was like a there. revolving door of, we need stuff to fill up three hours or something. Yeah, pretty much. It, it was filler. They were filler. And, and the, the really baffling thing is 205 Live serves literally no purpose at all. So, like, and the, the matches are good. Like, I'm glad that there's somewhere for these these wrestlers to, to work. But, like, yeah. 205 Live serves no purpose whatsoever in, like, the overall grand scheme of things. So, when you're put on that, it's just kind of like a no-man's land. So, yeah. Um, so, I, I can't say I was surprised about Blake Christian. I'm not happy about it because I was, you know, you guys working his dream job. But I know that's what sucks, man. But he's gonna he's gonna be just fine. Like he's gonna be everywhere. He'll be at GCW next month. He'll he'll I'm sure he'll be all over the Indies, and then like because he was working some Impact before he signed with WWE. Um, I, I'm sure. I I mean I think Tony. The what I know about Tony Khan, like I'd be shocked if he didn't uh try to scoop up uh Blake Christian as fast as possible. Like Yeah, I think that's a great name. Yeah. So he's gonna be just fine. He's actually gonna be better off uh outside of the dub. Once again I think so too. A lot of these people will be better off. Yes. I really feel I re- yeah. Completely. It's it's a blessing in disguise. It sucks and I don't want to invalidate or take away the pain and the scariness of the situation that they're in right now. But I just feel like they'll they'll be in a better situation for themselves because there's so many opportunities within professional wrestling right now. Exactly. Especially for someone like Blake Christian. Like, he's going to make yeah, everything right. he's on. Um, Lince Dorado. That's been interesting. Um, so, we had uh, signed with WWE in 2016 as part of the Cruiserweight Classic. Which, by the way, the Cruiserweight Classic, which also Grand Metal League was in. That that tournament was incredible. Um, that was an amazing tournament. And, and that was a great example of them working with... That was the birth of 205 Live. Yeah, it was. And, and, and that, that was a, an example of them working with other companies. Because they brought in, like... Kota Ibushi from New Japan. Yeah. Um, they brought in Zack Sabre Jr. They brought, like, they, and most of the people in the Cruiserweight Classic weren't signed to the WWE at the time of the tournament. And now the WWE just doesn't work with any other companies, which is so, once again, that I'm sure that was all Triple H. I'm sure it was all Triple H doing the Cruiserweight Classic. You know it. And 
now that he doesn't have the the pull that he did before, you just don't see that stuff anymore. I mean, they brought in Jushin Thunder Liger to wrestle Tyler Breeze at Takeover once. Like, I mean, and you just <laughs> don't see anything like that anymore. Yeah. But Lince Dorado, super talented in the ring. Uh, I saw that stuff. Did you see the stuff with Izzy's dad and him on Twitter? Oh my God! Yeah, that is some crazy stuff. I'll just say this: like, if you have. Eh, if you're an older, if you're an adult with a child that is trying to become something in the wrestling business, just stay off Twitter. <laughs> yeah, just don't speak for them. <laughs> don't make that. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, come on, guy. Yeah, it's. Yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty funny. Now he's deleted his account because Lindsay was I like, "Oh, I saw that." Basically, just like throw down. Like you talking all this shit. Like, let's. I you know where I'm gonna be. Like. Yeah, that was like, oh, shit. Yeah. And I don't think that that girl needs any more heat right now anyway. I know, she's a kid, for God's sake. She is, but I mean, you know, <laughs> she's, yeah. she's 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 making decisions, too. So, we'll yeah. see. There's a lot of people that don't like her involvement with Tessa and all that either. I mean, there's a lot that oh, goes into it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That goes into it. But, um, yeah, anyways. Uh, so, Lindsay Dorado... Um, he's gonna, him and Grand, Grand Metal League both, I think, would both, uh, they'd be, they'd both be interesting potentially in AEW. Now that we've seen, um, Kalisto in AEW and, and that kind of stuff, like, yeah. So, Lindsay is gonna, Lindsay is super talented and, and also MLW potentially for a lot of these wrestlers. I mean, there's yeah, so many that's options. a good one. What about AAA? Yeah, AAA, of course, for sure. Um, AAA, GCW, all that kind of stuff. Lindsay is gonna be fine. Um, same with Grand Metal Eek, who apparently asked for his release and was granted it. So, which is fine. Well, that's great. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's great. It's like, and they're like, okay, it's like awesome. Yeah, I mean, he he had asked for his release, I think, a little while ago. Well, I guess it says here recently asked for his release. Um, but he was also part of the Cruiserweight Classic. Uh, him and Lindsay Dorado were a team, Lucha House Party, all that stuff. So, I guess, I mean, same kind of thing, like. I honestly think Grand Metal Eek is one of the most talented uh, luchadors in the world, and he just didn't get a chance to show it a whole lot in WWE. Hmm? Hmm? What'd you say? I oh, didn't hear that last part. I was saying, I think, I think Grand Metal Eek is one of the best luchadors in the entire world, and yes. he just didn't get yes. a chance to show it a ton in the WWE. Nope. And that's a damn... Did he? Was he in that cage match, though? Uh, Which match? Wasn't there, like, an Elimination Chamber match or something crazy? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. There's somebody in that. It was really good. I know that he... I remember he made it to the finals of the Cruiserweight Classic. He lost to TJP in the finals. I do remember that. Yes. Um, And then they just kind of lumped him in with all the... I mean, they do that in the WWE. Like that, they, just, they lump them all the luchas together. Yeah, they take all the luchadors and put them together. They take people who look the same or they think are from the same backgrounds and they put them together and it's always it's, it's kind of weird um but yeah they they just basically made the all lucha house party nameless faceless luchadors and um there was a lot of talent there Kalisto and uh, aka sam radio soul i super talent as well i mean like they're yes so WWE just want, they just don't know how to book Luchador. It's pretty simple. Outside of I guess Rey Mysterio, but he's transcended Luchador. Like he's like a wrestling, is a pro wrestling legend uh, across the board. Like he's kind of a he's in a different realm, Rey Mysterio than yeah. Pretty much he's he's his own 
he's like a John Cena of luchas. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. He's he's. I think if you ask most people who the best luchador of all time is, most people would probably say Rey Mysterio. There's some other ones you could throw out there that I wouldn't argue, but like Rey Mysterio is always going to be in the conversation. We had Katrina Cortez signed to WWE in August 2019. Made appearances on Raw as Carolina on a team. That can't be the right name. Carolina? Was she the masked girl that one time? Yeah, with Sin Cara. Ah. Um, last wrestled on October 29th, 205 Live, losing to Saray. I saw that. And so she was pretty good in the ring, too. She's another one that, like, I guess they just didn't have plans. I don't really know what to say, especially when it makes it a little more head-scratching when it comes to some of these women because... Right. You know, they need women's talent and they like just created like women's tag belts on NXT that seem completely worthless. Right. <laughs> like, you know, and I think I think they I I don't couldn't who's do you know who the women's uh, tag champs are like right now in the WWE? No. <laughs> so there you go. No, I don't care. Yeah, same. So, yeah, um I guess it's didn't know what to do with Katrina Cortez. They signed her in 2019, and she's gone. Um, after that, Jeet Rama signed with WWE in 2019. Sorry, June of 2015. Last wrestle on NXT, losing to Solo Sika. Jeet Rama I actually liked quite a bit. I saw him recently on 205 Live, but mm-hmm. I think the issue there is he's been there for six years. Uh, and they probably just haven't seen an, uh, the progression they want. That's all I can think of there. Because, like, he was finally getting some TV time on 205 Live and on NXT. And then mm-hmm. within a couple months of, like, really being used on TV, they just must not have... They just must not have been very impressed with what they were seeing, I guess. I don't really know what else to say. Yeah. I... I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Some... Yeah. But I, he'll, he'd be interesting in, like, maybe, like, a blood... Josh Burnett blood sport or something like that. That would be interesting, yes. That's definitely something that would be... I would look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a big one. Keith Lee. Signed with WWE in 2018. Former NXT champion and NXT North American champion. It was actually simultaneous at the, at the time. Uh, recently rebranded as Bearcat Keith Lee on Raw. Jesse, give me your thoughts on Keith Lee and then I'll give you mine. This was baffling to me. I don't know if this was a budget cut one or like a vaccine one. I don't know, but he's had health issues, and they like just started rebranding him as Bearcat. I feel like he was trying really hard. He was like, "Guys, when his music changed, it was there." He was like, "I helped with it. It's okay. Like everyone, calm down." He is such, such a great talent. But ever since he got on the main roster, Vince said he didn't like him, and I think that was his major downfall. And the people wanted him pushed, and the people wanted him pushed, but Vince just would not listen. And it's 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 frustrating. Yeah, yeah, it's his his career trajectory in the WWE is very strange. Cause like started in NXT, he was a double champion. He was a double champion, and then they like they brought him up. Not I mean, like, cause he lost the belt to Karrion Cross like almost immediately. Right. And, but then when they brought him up, I remember he, like, he beat Randy Orton, like, right away. And, and it was clean. And he, like, so he was, he was beating, like, the, and Orton might have been the world champion at the time, maybe. Um, 
You beat, yeah, and it was a big deal. Yeah, I mean, they, they looked like they were going to do a whole... And I remember him at a Survivor Series. It came down to him and Roman Reigns uh, like the, a couple years ago. Yeah. And the crowd was going nuts for it. And that face-to-face with Brock Lesnar. That's right. I forgot all, all about that. So, it seemed like there were plans. And then there was all these reports throughout the year of, like... You know, I know Keith Lee himself did the, you know, told the fans about his, the health issues that he had had and, and all of that stuff. And, you know, that was scary stuff. Like, it seemed like he was, like, legitimately fighting for his life. And then, you know, had to work his way back into the WWE and everything. Had to get cleared and all that. Yeah. And, uh, but there was also a lot of reports that, like, Vince wanted him to change his in-ring style and like they were gonna you know they were sending him back to orlando to like learn how to wrestle like a slower more methodical kind of big man and it's just another example of like vince just doesn't he just doesn't get this modern day wrestling like what keith lee what made keith lee special and why people liked him why he was so over and why he got the job there to begin with is because he was different he's this huge guy who can do flip he can pick you up over his head and throw you over the top rope and then he can do a front flip over the top ropes and hit you again like yeah he can do a moonsault like at his size like he's he's incredible yeah on the limitless he defies lee. physics that was the whole daily. thing yeah limitless that was the whole gimmick limitless exactly. and then they try to turn him into bearcat which i just i never saw so i can't really speak to it but like i mean it, it's just it's just another example like so many of these where it's like things are going great on nxt things are going great while triple h is in charge and then you get in front of vince and vince probably just doesn't get it and i think part of it too this goes with Karrion Cross and some of the others. Yeah. Is like, did we even, is Karrion Cross on this list? He should be. He's part of yeah, it. Yeah, he was a big part of it. How did, how did they not put Karrion Cross on the actual list here? Um, anyways, I will talk about Karrion Cross in a second, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really, uh, it's just, it's just very it's very interesting just to think that like Vince must just he must just I, I honestly think he, certain wrestlers probably get talked up to him he doesn't pay any he wasn't paying any attention to NXT probably at all probably and then I would say and then you know somebody comes to him and they're like oh we got the we got the next Brock Lesnar in uh, in NXT and then he's showing him guys like Carrying uh, Cross and Keith Lee and Vince is like this guy isn't Brock. This guy isn't Goldberg. Like, this guy isn't Lashley. This guy, like, they're like, you know what I mean? He's probably, same with, like, Walter from NXT UK. Same kind of thing. I think Vince just has this, like, idea that, like, well, I don't see, I don't think that this guy's as big, as good as Brock Lesnar. I just don't, or John Cena or these kind of guys. So I'm just not mm-hmm. going to even take the time to invest to try to, try to get him to the next level. I just, I think he just doesn't see it. And then that's just it. Um, it's sad it's like you know what it is it's like nxt for a while was kind of like the stash of really good weed that you hide from your parents that you don't want them to see yes you know it's like here we got this really good time we're gonna build them up nice to see and then and then dad finds it and then dad just throws it away and dad's like how dare you you know it's like 
they hid them and they made them this nice package and they made them all beautiful and then they're like they're finally ready to introduce them to the to the world and then it just gets completely shit on mm-hmm. and it's like it's not only I, I feel bad for Triple H but then you feel bad for the talent because you, these people are so used to being over in NXT I mean one one group I think of in me is like the VOD villains mm-hmm. they were like super over and then they got to their main roster and just fizzled out and died because the gimmick isn't like a main roster gimmick and I felt like after that Triple H did really try to um, creatively create gimmicks that could transfer from NXT to the WWE but Vince still refuses to budge and still refuses to adapt to some change and maybe try and do things different a lot of times and it's frustrating and then it ends up costing these people their jobs yeah it's all super true uh, the weed analogy, Ryan Deal, he likes that. That was a good analogy. It's, it's like, uh, it's like everything you said about Vince, like being the dad that finds your weed and and all this stuff. Yeah. But it, Vince is like, he takes it one step farther. He replaces your weed with oregano. So oregano. Like, I was gonna say. So you think you're still smoking weed. So like, but you're like, so you're still watching wrestling, but it's like a really shitty version of what you like, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like you're smoking, you're smoking mids now. Like you're not smoking good wheat. You're smoking mids yeah, now. Yeah, mids. Um, but, uh, so I'll bring up Karrion Cross now just cause I, he's not listed here, but Karrion Cross, I think he's in the same boat as Keith Lee. I think like he got talked up to Vince, like he was going to be this guy that Vince just absolutely loved. And then Vince saw him and he was like. I don't see the hype here. and Which is wild because look at him. Yeah. Well, but the thing with Karrion Cross, and this is also why, like Keith Lee, for instance, I think I think AEW, outside of Ember Moon, I am the most confident that Keith Lee will wind up in AEW. Like Keith Lee and Ember Moon are the two off this list that I would be really surprised didn't Keith wind up Keith Lee versus Luchasaurus. Book it. That'd be sick. Lance Archer. Yeah, there's so much they can do there. Yeah. Um, And... I mean, they can, the BTE skits alone of Adam Cole and Keith Lee being manager and and stuff like would be so funny mm-hmm. because the, oh, man. the whole budge thing that they're doing on AEW is yes. all based off of the reports that he was going to be Keith Lee's manager and cut his hair and they're going to change his name and all that <sighs> stuff. So if they got Keith Lee and they can do skits with Keith Lee and Adam Cole on BTE, oh my God, that'd be funny. Um, that'd be so funny. <laughs> but with Karrion Cross, like, the the kind of the the thing with him is towards the end of his NXT run he was being rejected by the NXT fans also so like yeah you know cuz he didn't fit what he didn't fit what NXT 1.0 was he fits way more of what NXT 2.0 is but he right. but he didn't fit the 1.0 so much and so he was in this no man's land also like you're this unstoppable champion on NXT but then on Raw or SmackDown they're going to immediately humble you and make you lose to Jeff Hardy and dress you up like a gimp or whatever yeah and and take your wife from you from the whole presentation of your whole thing and yeah keep your song and her voice is still in it like what the fuck yeah and I knew that entrance wasn't going to last too I said that I said that even back when he was in NXT, I was like, yeah, I didn't, I was not a fan of that entrance anyway. It was too much. Yeah, it was. So, um, Tim last says Cole denied that rumor. Which rumor? The one that they're always talking about being true. (laughs) Is that what you're talking about? Um, but 
Like, cause Cole, you know, you also understand Adam Cole's like a really, really, really nice guy, like a really nice yeah. guy, and he's trying to like not burn the bridge with the WWE, but it he if you're talking like no, they they did come to him with those ideas because he has talked about that too, like yeah, yeah, they wanted to cut his hair, they wanted to change his name, they wanted it. No, they did want him to be a manager. Like that's a. That's the whole thing with BTE right now. And that's the whole thing with the whole Budge character. It's all based on them asking him to be a manager. He's also, he said that these ideas were brought up and some of them were nixed very quickly, but they were brought, they were brought up. Mm -hmm. Um, He just made it pretty clear right off the bat. Like, Hey, I don't think that this is for me. And then they started backtracking and saying, well, like, well, okay, we won't make you a manager and we won't cut your hair and we won't change your name. And like, they, they tried to like backtrack once they realized he wasn't interested in doing this stuff. Um, yeah. but Karrion Cross is, uh, cause I don't think he's a great fit in AEW either. Like, I think he's a, I think he's a really good fit in Josh Bryant's blood sport. I think he could, I don't know what his, what his relationship with impacts like. I know it wasn't great when he left. Um, I don't know what the future for him looks like. I really don't. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, who knows, but it was definitely I, I feel like yesterday was such a weird day because they gave us all of these releases right after their quarter call that said they made more than enough profit. And WWE continues to th- make me feel like they think I'm like the dumbest person in the world. It's like, you really think I'm that stupid? And you're going to cite budget cuts for this? And when you literally were just on the phone saying you've made record profits, you're going to say budget cuts made th- because of budget cuts? Your budget's fine. Yep. <laughs> it makes no sense. And I mean, I get, you know, sometimes they have to do some house cleaning. And I there are some names in there that probably wanted to go. Nia Jax is a crazy one, you know. Eva Marie. Okay. That's one that I'll give. Mia Yim, because she's with Keith Lee, right? Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that one is... That's unfortunate, too, because she's extremely talented. They stuck her with Retribution and then just, like, yeah. faded away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, with Karrion Cross, who, who knows? But, I mean, he's he's definitely got a presence about him. He's got a great look and all this stuff. I just don't know how But he he's would... just... He's kind of generic. Yeah. Very, very generic. I know. He seemed like a WWE guy. Yeah. He really did. That was, I really thought that was the best the best place for him, and it did not work out at all. Um, you mentioned Eva Marie. Returning to WWE in 2000, October 2020. Um, yeah. I don't know why they brought her back to begin with. I'm just gonna be honest. That was dumb. I don't know why. She's not good in the ring. She's not. She just. She just. Nobody wanted her there. Yeah, she doesn't add anything to the show at all. Like, I mean, no offense to her as a person, but. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I could say the same about all these people. I mean, I don't have yeah. anything against any of these people personally, except for maybe the next one I'm gonna talk about because that's an interesting yeah. one. But, but. Yeah, Eva, I just didn't see the point of bringing her back to begin with. Um, so, there you go. Nia Jax, signed in 2014, former Raw Women's Champion and Raw, or sorry, WWE Women's Tag Team Champion. Last wrestled to September 20th on WWE Raw, where she was taken out by Shayna Baszler and said to miss, quote, an undisclosed amount of time. So, this is the only one, I guess, I don't know. I don't know how to put this, like... I am I am not an Nia Jax fan, so like. No, I don't think a lot of people were. Yeah. So. 
It's just, but it's definitely interesting because she, whether you like her or not, she's got a big name and she's part of the Rock family, you know? Yeah. Um, there's a lot that's said about her not being a safe worker and all of that that we could get into. Yeah. But if I were to guess, I have a feeling that would be one of the vaccination ones, allegedly, supposedly, if that's a true thing. And this is just my opinion, not legal tender. Um, but very strange. But I wonder if she was, like, a true budget cut because she probably cost a lot of money. Yeah, I, I honestly don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, she just, this was just my opinion. I don't think she was good in the ring. She hurt a lot of people. She got away with a lot because she was related to The Rock. Yeah. And uh, now, I mean, and this is the thing. There's a lot of people that are related to The Rock that are in wrestling that aren't in the WWE um yeah you know there's a lot of that animal family family and everything but like i just i yeah. never i never saw i just never saw it and i i just never got it um and i i gave her a lot of chances like I, I remember watching her on the breaking ground show when she started training i remember going and watching her live in nashville when like nxt would come to town she was she just was never just wasn't i don't think she was very good just straight up and she hurt a lot of people and this is what it is. She, if, if I, I think, if she wasn't related to the Rock, she it wouldn't have lasted this long. She would have been gone a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and then like, who knows where she winds up? I have no idea. Um, she has a big enough name that I think she'll wind up somewhere, like a, a Impact at the least, probably. Yeah, but, I think Impact would be good for her. Yeah, and I think AEW is a tough one for a few reasons. One of them being. I fully expect Charlotte Flair to wind up in AEW eventually. I don't think she's going to want to work with Nia. I'm just just keeping it real. So yeah, I don't think so either. Um, and I think that goes for a lot of the women's talent. I don't think a lot of them want to work with Nia. Um, yeah, I think that she's got heat in the locker room. I th- allegedly, maybe supposedly, from what it, I've heard. Yeah, yeah. And I, I also know that you know a lot of people will cite mental health with her, which like obviously I don't. Like if she's if she's struggling with that kind of stuff, this is nothing against her from that perspective. Yeah, like, I'm never she gonna. Be getting, if she's fired because of her mental health, that's a that's a violation of the law. Yeah, like that's messed up. But like, I'm talking strictly from like a performance standpoint. Um, even Kogan says, I remember Nia wasn't always that bad. Like she had a couple good matches in NXT. I'll give her that credit. Like she had a match, I believe, with Oscar that was like really good. Um. But she was just kind of reckless in there. Like, she would, I mean... Yeah, she was a little reckless, a little sloppy, stiff. Yeah. So, it just yeah. is what it is. And they gave her a lot of opportunities. Like, they put her in the Men's Royal Rumble a couple years ago and stuff. That's right! That was the one before the pandemic. Yeah, it looked like they were going to have her beat John Moxley on his way out. Like, I mean, that would have right? been crazy. Um... The next one we got, Mia Yim. You touched on her a little bit before. Obviously, there's the relationship with her and Keith Lee. Both of them now gone. Mia Yim did pretty well in uh, TNA prior to... Or Impact Wrestling, technically. Prior to signing with the WWE. I could see her going back to Impact. I could see her possibly in AEW. Like, she'll she'll get booked. Especially, I think if Keith Lee winds up in AEW, she probably will as well. So, Yeah. Yeah. So, Which I wouldn't mind. They seem like they would fit in just nice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, w- I would have no issue at all with, with either of them in AEW. And the uh, the last one we got here, Harry Smith, who most people didn't even realize was back in the company. Uh, yeah, he just signed. He just got back in the company. What the hell? Yeah, it says here, return to WWE in July. 
team with Austin Theory to defeat Aussie Jones and Zion Quinn in a SmackDown Dark match didn't re-debut on WWE television. So, yeah, once again, I don't know what the point of re-signing him was. Um, yeah, I think they wanted to keep him away from AEW. Probably. They must not be that concerned about it now, though. Um, I guess not. But... I will say this, he has the uh, the most hilarious <laughs> drip game in all of wrestling. Oh, yes. Yes, he does. <laughs> Him and Teddy Hart, but Teddy Hart's never going to... We'll never see Teddy Hart in a mainstream wrestling company. But uh, but Harry Smith, the two of them dress similar, it's so funny. He wears all those like giant chains and like pajama yes. clothes and stuff all over the place. Big MC Hammer pants. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, like Tim last said... Um, it says Harry and Brian Jr. would be way better than a team with Griffin Brian Jr. Yeah, I, I think that Harry and Brian Jr. I, you could there's definitely something they could do, Hart Foundation wise in AEW. Ooh, that would work. Yeah. Um, Tim says TJ pushed hard for Harry to get signed. I believe that. I definitely believe that. Uh, TJ Wilson, who's they're related. Yeah. yeah. I. I could see that. And I I mean, I think I've heard not that long ago that TJ Wilson was like trying to get back in the ring if he could. Really? Um, and if WWE won't let him, maybe AEW would. That's the thing. That's the really, really weird thing with some of these when it comes to the injuries and getting cleared is Edge is an example. Danielson's an example. Like there's multiple examples of WWE wouldn't clear them. Their contracts right. were coming up. And then they cleared them. Well, then, like, AEW offers them something. Like, like AEW, a lot of people don't realize, AEW offered Edge to return for them, like, years back. Really? And Edge was, like, considering going to AEW. So, he met with Vince. The same thing that a lot of them do, like, Jericho and anyone who, like, feels a loyalty mm-hmm. to Vince. He, they, he went and talked to Vince, and they wind up clearing him and Vince offered him a deal to come back. But like they had no intention of him wrestling until AEW offered a contract. The same thing happened with Danielson because his contract was initially his before when, before he re-signed with the WWE years ago, his deal was coming up right around the same time as all in. And they were, he was clearly being courted to potentially come to all in. And yep, WWE all of a sudden that. cleared him, and he's back, and he's wrestling at WrestleMania and with Shane McMahon against Owens and Zayn and all this stuff. So, like, you, you never – with this kind of stuff, it's interesting. Because another one, like Samoa Joe, like, he they they, clear, they cleared him and then brought him back to win the NXT title and then uncleared him, and now he's back on the sidelines. But well, didn't they let him go, too? <laughs> Samoa Joe. Yeah, that's right. They, they, they – that's totally right. They let him go completely. And then yeah. I'm assuming AEW probably hit him up and said, hey, we got Punk on the way. We got Danielson on the way. Like, you got to right? be a part of this. And he probably right? told that to the WWE. He's like, hey, I'm about to sign with AEW unless y'all, you know, make an offer. And they're like, hey, we'll clear you and bring you back. We'll give you the, we'll give right? you the title. You'll be, you'll be the one to beat Karrion Cross after he loses to Jeff Hardy on Raw. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> big deal. Yeah. Um, but anyway... So yeah, that's uh, that's the releases. I guess uh, any closing thoughts on these releases, or I guess anyone you want to highlight really quickly is like the ones you were the most surprised by. Uh, I'm gonna say that, um, I mean, it's just surprising in general, just the timing of it. 
I would say after that investors call, it seems very disingenuous and inhuman of a company that seems to try and humanize itself with all of its charities and all that, you know, um, it, it, especially with a lot of these names like Carrying Cross and uh, who else? Uh, Keith Lee, like people that they were like build uh, B Fab, like these, these were people that were like literally in the middle of storylines. Now they're just not going to happen, you know. And it sucks when you see them like actually putting effort into a character. They like try and push it, and then they're just like, "Oh, sorry, we're we're going to fire you." Like they were trying. They were at least trying with Carrying Cross. They were having him do promos. They gave him the mask. They were doing all that sorts of stuff. But it still didn't work. They were with Keith Lee. They were doing the Bearcat thing. They were pushing him, and nothing worked. And it's like, bye. And then it's... And then you have, like, B-Fab. They just get... Um, debut on the main roster. Everything's going great. Bye. See ya. Now you're not part of the group. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I just wish them all the best, and... Um, you know, I think everyone should go support them in the best way that they can. If they have merch, buy their merch. Buy that merch. Buy, buy that merch. All um, I want for Christmas you know. is that Jake Paul merch. Merch. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it just sucks. It just sucks to see this. Yeah. Yep, it sucks seeing a company that is, you know, profitable to the literal hundreds of millions a year. And uh, still releasing people right after reporting all their uh, all their profits. So it is what it is, y'all. If you're it is what it is. supporting this company, like it's you're 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 nothing wrong with with liking the WWE product, being a fan, and all that stuff. But just understand like what this is, what you're watching, and enjoy it because it's only gonna get weirder. It's only gonna get weirder, <laughs> and you're, no one is safe. Yep. And I promise you, y'all can y'all can mark my words. Y'all can clip this within the next year and a half, two years max. The WWE will be selling. So the, the, this is this is all you know because people will be like, "Well, why would you? What would be the point of of making all this profit and, and reporting all this profit and then getting rid of all these people?" It's because when you're looking at like the metrics of like the the money business makes, now they can take this whole chunk of money like that they don't have to pay these wrestlers they just released and they put it into like the money that they have. And it just makes the company look more appetizing to buyers because they have yeah, more Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, so when they're looking at these numbers, it's like they did, the numbers just went up by probably a few million because they no longer have all these wrestlers on their payroll. So like Especially with a big name like Keith Lee and Nia Jax. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's the thing. That that was a big one, I think, when they got rid of Braun Strowman because he was making like a million and a half a year, and they're like, that's a million and a half a year we got in the, in, in the cash of the company now. Like, Bray Wyatt was probably making over a million a year, I'd, I'd assume. he was. I'd assume he was mm-hmm. making at least, if not more, than what Strowman was making. Um, I would hope so. I mean, this is why this is when wrestlers like Dolph Ziggler, I think, should like really because I know Dolph Ziggler, he's like a lifer WWE wrestler, like he loves working there, and like he's just he's content, like he doesn't care if he's the world champion anymore. He just he's just getting this big paycheck. But guys like that is who I would like I'd really keep an eye on going forward because I'm not saying I want to see Dolph Ziggler re- released or anything like that, but 
The point is, that guy's been with the company for over a decade, and he's probably gotten pay bumps, you know, annually or semi-annually or however they have it worked out in his contract. And so he's, like, Dolph Ziggler's probably making, I'd, I'd imagine if I pulled up a list of the, the top paid WWE wrestlers, he's probably, he's definitely in the top 10, maybe in the top five. And there's no way the WWE could see that much value in that because they don't do anything with right. him. So, like, um, I wonder if I look it up. Top earn, uh, let's see, most money in WWE per year. Let's see. August of 2021 is, I think, what I'm pulling up here. I'm just curious to see. Yep, well, go figure. Look at this. Number 10. Dolph Ziggler. Um, wow. Yearly wage of around $2.5 million. Holy hell. That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't leave. For, I, I'd be like, I'm making $2.5 million. I'm just going to sit back here and enjoy it. You can book me however you want. Well, exactly. But what I'm saying is, like, because they do that, I feel like the WWE would see something like this and be like, why are we giving him $2.5 million? We'll just get rid of him. You know what right. I mean? Like, he's not, like, a real... He's not some like huge superstar. Like he, I mean, he's like he's very big within like the company, but they don't they don't push him like he's anything special. So he's a very big mid carter. Yeah, exactly. So like that's that's all I'm saying. I'm not advocating once again, obviously, for like them to get rid of Dolph Ziggler. I'm just saying if I was someone in the same kind of shoes as Dolph Ziggler, I'd be like, I'm making a ton of money, and they're not doing anything with me. Like I might want to, you know, make sure that. I mean, this is wild. I mean, Drew McIntyre, six million. Is that true? What? Currently, the spotlight demands that help. Wait, what? Is this a real? Is this real? What am I reading? Is this accurate? I just can't imagine. Yeah, this there's doesn't no make any Seth sense. Wrong. Yeah, there's no way Braun Strowman is making eight point five million a year. This doesn't make any sense. Sorry, y'all. I don't know what the hell I just pulled up. Um, highest paid wrestlers of 2020. Let's see if this is any more accurate. Okay, this is probably a bit closer. What? 12 million. How much? Is, how much is Saudi Arabia giving these people? Um, a lot. Base salaries for the male division. Is this accurate? Anyway. Regardless, the point is, a guy like Dolph Ziggler is on that list. I got like the Miz. Well, the Miz is a bit different because he's like an actual like star outside of wrestling. Um, but anyway, like the point is, I think the WWE even looks at names like this, even like the people on their top ten, and they're just like, well, if we got rid of this person, like it looks better on our on our cash. So like we can just it looks better on our escrow or whatever it's called, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyways, we'll see Anyways. what happens going forward. Um, yeah, if and if you're into NXT, uh, you know, get get ready for Hope. hopefully. I mean, hopefully, Braun Breaker works out. I guess that's all I can get really say. Get ready for Slime Time Live, Double Dare. Yeah, it's funny because like a lot of the, the WWE fans that like don't like the stuff that I say and, like, reach out to me or whatever, a lot of the time they're like, yeah, but we have Braun Breaker. Like, so yeah. what are you going to do about it? And it's like, 
That's okay. what that's the that's what all the your eggs like all the eggs in the basket are there. Like he looks like he potentially could wind up being good. Um and help him a, a lot if they would refer to him as a Steiner cuz he looks like a Steiner and sounds like a Steiner and clearly is a Steiner. But Yeah. But they call him Braun Breaker. Yeah, but I'm I'm sorry y'all. When I saw it, I saw him versus Tommaso Ciampa for the title. Like he he's average. Like I think he's gonna. I think he could be really good. But like if that's who you're pointing at and being like, oh, it's all good. Like we got Roman Reigns, and then like a few years from now we got we got Braun Breaker. So what are y'all gonna <laughs> do about it? It's like, oh, okay, yeah. Well, I think their problem is is they don't want anybody from the indies anymore. They want to like train people from the ground up for their style, and I don't know if that's the best thing for them to do. You know? Yeah, there's a, they're between a rock and a hard place with that because yeah. the, the the top tier indie talent's not going to want to sign there anymore. So like, right? Well, I would never sign. There. I'd be too scared. Yeah, Tim last says Owen's number will go down if he goes to AEW. For one, you don't know that, and for two, a lot of them don't care. Like they just want out. Maybe they're still making really good money, and they a, a lot of wrestlers, believe it or not, are like concerned about being creatively fulfilled. Also, like mm-hmm. not every wrestler is going to be like Adolf Ziggler, where he's just like so jaded by the whole thing that he's just like collecting his paycheck and just going through the motions constantly. But a lot of these wrestlers, like. I don't think, like, for instance, John Moxley, that's a great example. He apparently didn't even look at his last offer that WWE gave him. He, they gave him an envelope, and he threw it in the trash. And he was like, I don't even care what they're offering me. i got to get out of here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, yeah. So, anyways, we'll uh, we'll see. We'll see where it goes from here. I yeah, just, we'll see, definitely. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, we'll, uh, I don't know. Should I talk about the sponsors today? <laughs> Sure. Yeah, let me. <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> let me. If you if you tell uh, everyone to do with the channel real quick, Jess, y'all get that pulled up. Sure. Um, I just want to thank everybody for coming on here. Um, it was a super sudden thing. I'm just sitting here bored in the hospital, and I texted Steve, and I was like, "If you want to go live, we can." Um, it's the weekend, so it's slow. There's no doctors here. Um, first of all, go Buckeyes. We're a little bit struggling right now against Nebraska, which I don't like, and it's making me have a lot of anxiety. But I'm in the right place. I'm in the hospital already, so it's okay. Um, anyways, uh, what is, what's going on? I can't. Anyway, but we love our chat. Thank you so much to our chat. Thank you so much for the super chats. Like I said, I'm in the hospital. It's going to be at least a week. Uh, it's going to be a really expensive bill, so any bit helps. Um, if you want to support me, you can also subscribe to my OnlyFans, and you can subscribe to the youtube channel here and give this video a thumbs up comments on the video once it's done we like engagement we want more like-minded people in the chat um that would be really really helpful so yeah um yeah just give this video a thumbs up share it with your friends and thank you everyone for being amazing and jesse's twitter i got right here for y'all so yeah follow her at jesse the buckeye um Support over at OnlyFans. Got that highlighted there. Use Jesse2525 for yes. Papa John's Pizza. And thanks to everyone who's joined us in the chat. We appreciate y'all. Even those of you who are out there that might have a differing opinion than me. Like, I still appreciate y'all being here and giving your opinions. Yes. Um, some sponsors. Music City Toys and Collectibles. Place to be for action figures, magazines, 
all the wrestling stuff that you want. They're nice people. They give you fair business. They have a retail location at 101 West Main Street in Watertown, Tennessee. And they do Facebook sales. So check it out. Get some stuff. I buy stuff all the time from them. They're awesome people. And they got quality products. The prices you see is what you pay. They don't add extra shipping and taxes and stuff. It's really easy, really fair. Follow them on all social media at Music City Toys and check out their new website at musiccitytoys.biz. Shout out to Brian Jensen, my brother. He is one of the owners of Steel Boxing and Athletics out of Atlanta, Georgia. He can help you reach your goals, whether you're looking to get in shape, lose weight, learn how to throw hands, learn self-defense. If you want to compete at an amateur level, a pro level, in any kind of combat sports, Brian can help you out. He can help you in Atlanta, Georgia. You can meet him in person, or he can help you anywhere else in the world through Zoom calls, Skype meetings, remotely, all that kind of stuff. And he also is specialized when it comes to neurological issues. So if you have uh, MS, dystonia, Parkinson's, anything like that, Brian is completely certified to be able to help with all those things too. So um, hit him up. Follow him on Instagram at BoxingATL, B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L. Just shoot him a message, and he'll get something set up for you to help you reach your goals. And last but never least, WrestleRumble.com, the place to be for fantasy pick'em contests for professional wrestling. We have AEW Full Gear and Survivor Series pick'em contests coming soon. We have um, Full Gear is going to be $1,000 for first place. Second and third both get $100. And that is the same for Survivor Series. 1,000 in first place, second and third, both get 100. The entries will be opening soon. So stay up to date with all that at WrestleRumble.com and follow them on Twitter at WrestleRumble. You can follow me on Twitter at FightTalk underscore F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. Make sure to use code FightTalk on IWTV.live. Check out IndependentWrestling.tv and all the stuff they got going on. They got a live show on right now if you want to watch it. Um, so check that out, Fight Talk, all is one word, no spaces, on IWTV.live or independentwrestling.tv. And tonight, we'll be doing Fightful Fight Night. It'll be pretty late. I'm guessing we'll probably go live around like 11.30, midnight-ish. I'm not sure yet. But we have UFC 268. We got Colby Covington against Kamar Usman for the welterweight championship. And Rose Namajunas against Wiley Zhang for the women's strawweight championship. It'll be myself, Doug, Rob Wilkins, and Sean Ross Sapp's usually there as long as... I know he's obviously had a very, very busy uh, week mm-hmm. with all this stuff, but Sean Ross Sapp's usually there um, as well. So join us for that. That'll be tonight. YouTube.com slash Fightful for Fightful Fight Night. And then tomorrow, I'll be recording the Fightful Select Weekender podcast, giving some additional thoughts on the WWE releases and covering all the stuff we normally cover, like 205 Live, NXT UK... MLW, uh, independent wrestling, all that good stuff. Um, National Wrestling Alliance, being the elite, whole bunch of stuff on there. So check that out, fightfulselect.com. And of course, Jesse, we hope that you get better soon. And then the next time we do this, hopefully you're not in the hospital. Like that'd be. Let's freaking hope. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else that you'd like to say before we sign off? Uh, Thank you, everyone, for your love and support. It's really meant a lot to me. Really missing my babies, but I'm in the right place, just trying to get better and come out of here with a with nothing missing <laughs> yes for sure so um yeah just i really appreciate everyone for keeping me distracted and the buckeyes are not looking good so that really does help this distraction <laughs> <laughs> um because they are playing like shit against fucking nebraska so mm. yikes um but anyways oh well 
Thank you, everybody. And thank you, Stephen, for hopping on with me. Oh, yeah, for sure. Glad we were able to do this. And Yeah. Uh, don't know when we'll go next live next. It'll. I'm guessing probably early next week. It depends on, uh, you know, kind of how Jesse's feeling. We'll, we'll play it by ear. Um, but make sure you're following both of us on Twitter and subscribe. Make sure you're hitting that thumbs up button and uh, getting those notifications and everything so that you know when we're live next. But we'll we'll try to do something early in the week. Maybe it'll be later in the week. Um, but we'll we'll try to keep coming here for y'all at least once a week. But obviously, the most important thing is making sure Jesse, you know, gets better, recovers, and all that stuff. I mean, that's obviously Aww, the most important. Thank you. So, um, so thanks everybody for watching. We'll be back soon. And um, yeah, I, mean, I know next weekend we got full gear. So we got we got full that's gear to right. talk about during the week. Um, I'll have Russell Rumble entries to give away. So. Uh, we'll have some fun next week. Hopefully, it'll be a little less somber. I know I seem probably a little bit on like the the kind of more kind of I don't know a darker side today a little bit because yeah. it's like we're mainly we're talking about stuff that sucks. Like Jesse's dealing with yeah. this this shit. Like we're talking about wrestlers that are losing their jobs and a company that just I just don't really under. I mean, I understand what they're doing, but I don't like what they're doing. So like. It's just kind of hard. It's kind of a hard day to talk about this stuff. So um, the next episode, I think it's going to be really upbeat, really happy. We'll be talking AEW. We'll be giving stuff away. We'll be getting ready for an awesome pay-per-view. So uh, looking forward to next week, y'all, and uh, hope we see you there.